Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Poutine Bratwurst. I'm Simon. Um, this is the 7th of February. This is Sunday. It's uh, cold and windy outside here in Hamburg. It sucks. Philip, how are you doing? I'm uh, I'm all right. Thank you for asking. Uh, are you submerged in snow as much as I am right now? Uh, well, to be honest, for uh, speaking of Hamburg, this is actually a lot of snow um, that we have right now because I think the last two years I haven't seen any snow at all. It's wow, just okay. been cold and wet. Um, but uh, we have some snow. My my girlfriend and I built a little snowman on our balcony, um, and it still is around. We built that built that uh, last weekend, and it still is somewhat alive. So okay. um, that's very special for us. But I guess um, you guys are totally drowning in snow. Bless yeah, you. sorry, I just I just sneezed. I don't know if you guys could hear it. If it's the case, I'm sorry. Couldn't hear it. Couldn't hear okay. It. I went as far as I could from the <laughs> microphone, Simon probably saw it. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of snow here. And I did something that I thought you would be interested in. I was looking forward to tell you about it. Mm -hmm. I went ice fishing Monday. Wow, that's super yeah. cool. Oh, that's so Canadian. That's, yeah, yeah. That's so... Oh, Canada. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Tell me about it. Uh, so uh, it was my first time. Uh, so um, I, I rented, a, it's literally shacks. And when I mean shacks, it's like planks of woods <clears throat> with uh -huh. like a window, a big window to see the lake. Yeah. And uh, a fire, like a, a place to make a fire mm -hmm. and a bench. That's it. Okay. And it's, it, it's not isolated. And it was one of the coldest day of the year. Wow. It was almost minus 30 degrees that day. <clears throat> and so, the, so, so you understand the shack is really on the lake. And you take your car to the shack, so you drive wow. on the lake. Yeah, because wow. there's so much, there's so much <laughs> ice. There's more ice than water at this point. So you drive on the ice, and you you go to your little. Do shack you need like like uh, chains on your car tires? No, no, no they they they, uh, they have like a, a vehicle that makes the mm. roads kind of flat, and it, it's it's pretty safe. Okay. Um, and there, there's it's like a village. There's like two or three roads of little shacks. Wow. And there's different types of uh, ice fishing. But the one we did is the outside one. So it's not the holes are not in the shack. Mm -hmm. They're outside the shack. So how it works is you have the guy comes and he has like a, a thing that drill holes in the, the ice. Yeah. It's a big machine. It's like a gas. Like, and, it's like drills. <laughs> and then you have to take a wood stick. I'm sorry for the listeners. You, you don't see me, but I hope I'll be as clear as I can. Mm -hmm. You take a wood stick with the end is like a Y. It's like a Y end thing. And you uh, put another stick on top of it that has an angle upwards. Uh -huh. So it looks like a T, but the, the it's tilted, the tilted T, let's say. The yeah, top part yeah. is tilted. And you put a wire on top on the highest part of the tilted T, and it goes straight down the water. Ah. And, if, and if a fish touches it, it's going to go down like this. Mm -hmm. the, tilted, the tilted T will switch sides. Yeah. So that um, means you, you caught a fish. And you have to attach little, little tiny fishes to the, the hook and put it down into the water and you have to go out of your little um, shack every 15 to 30 minutes to make sure the hole doesn't ice like gets uh, frozen back so oh, you yeah. have this this big metal spoon and you just break the ice with it and yeah. you take out the slushy icy things mm -hmm, and you throw mm -hmm. them on the side um, and it's it's super cozy you know you just you just you sit there but the thing is we thought the guy would help us more 
it just came, it's like, you made the hole, it's like, you just put the stick there, and that's it. So we have in our shack, it was like minus, minus 30, I was with my partner, obviously, it's my wow. girlfriend, and we had to start a fire itself with frozen wood. It took us, I don't know, an hour and a half or something to get a real fire started. It was a lot of work, and we had half a newspaper and uh, matches, not even a lighter. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> we were freezing. But uh, after a while, uh, we managed to get it, but we got it so well that the place became like a sauna. <laughs> it was so warm in there. It was gross. Like it was, it was so like smoky and like we came back and we smelled like, like, like we smelled like an ashtray basically. It was like, we oh. smelled like, like, like pure smoke. Yeah. Um, and my clothes, my jacket still smells a week later. It's insane how much, um, and you know, you just sit down and you, we played cards and you look at the, um, the lake and turns out, before you ask, we catch something. We caught something. Wow. And I want to show you what I caught. You won't believe it. And oh, my I God. I want your live reaction, okay? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, Philip is now leaving his seat. And I don't know, if is he, is he going to bring in a live fish or maybe a lobster? Who's now his pet? That'd be awesome. I wish I had a pet lobster. Most people here only have dogs or cats. But if I had a lobster, I'd be that'd be pretty good. Wow. So he shows me a frozen fish shaped like a U. And it's a pretty big one. It's like uh, it's like a salmon or so. I, I'd say I'm not a fish expert or anything. Just wondering. Sorry for this. It's a, a big north. boy. We, we what got is it? A, it's a pike. A pike. Wow. We got a northern pike. That's the type of fish we got. Awesome. Um, honestly, it was such a beautiful moment. Like I was just sitting down watching outside. Because you can become like obsessed, kind of high looking at these sticks. Yeah. And we're always joking. My girlfriend would be like, oh, I saw something. Obviously, there was nothing. And then I just said, I got something for real. I just like went away. I didn't even put my jacket on. <laughs> I just had my little hoodie or something. And I ran outside and it was so heavy. I was like, ah, pulling the thing. And just like whoosh, came out of the water. And we would just jumped in each other's arms. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was so sick. Honestly, it was really a really good time. Um yeah it's it, but it's, it's a long day you know you just sit oh, in this yeah. little shack and uh you just uh we ate a bit you know we brought some some like uh some like meat stuff and yeah. like uh bread and uh, you know cold stuff because there's no microwave in there or nothing like oh, that yeah. no stove or anything so um but uh yeah i thought you would find it interesting uh, that we did something like that so uh, yeah. so uh, um but uh the fish um did you guys have to kill it and did you already gut it or how did it how did what, that work what do you mean but i mean when he came out of the water uh yeah. it was hooked so uh -huh. i had to like get it away from the hole so it doesn't jump back in yeah and you had to take like the uh things to like pull out stuff like uh, i don't like it has grips like uh -huh. a long nose we call kind of thing uh -huh. and i just to pull up the hook out of his face basically it was like it was like between like his mouth and his eye, I guess. Uh -huh. And I just threw him in the, the snow. So it froze to death. Oh, okay. But um, the guts and everything is still in So, him. yeah. So, so because, because I, it, it froze outside, like yeah. I couldn't take care of it now. So now it's whole. Though what I showed you is it's whole. The, the guts, everything is there. When I'll decide to cook it, I'll need to defrost it and obviously work his, uh, his guts out. But I, I can do that with like trout. Mm -hmm. But I've never done it with a big. It's big. It's yeah, really it's big. It, it's it's big. A big fish. So I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> my my place will be like a butcher house. Like uh, it's it's really bl bloody. Like when it, when you remove the hook, uh -huh. the, the white with the snow was red. 
Wow. Like it was it was bleeding all over. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, uh, but but isn't that if you leave the guts in, isn't that yeah. uh, isn't there a danger of parasites or anything? It's frozen, so I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so. I mean, my dad told me because my dad used to ice fish more before, and I asked him, "It's like yeah. it's it's kind of frozen now. What should I do?" And he said, "Well, if it's frozen, just fully froze the freezer at your place. Yeah. Um, if it's still fresh, gut it if you can. But since we didn't want to put it inside our shack because it would smell like crap, yeah. Um, we uh, I just fully froze. Now it's fully frozen. Like it's I would I would hit somebody with this and like hurt him. <laughs> it's like wow. a, it's an ice brick." Uh, so obviously and, I want to eat it because like we, we kill that guy. So like yeah. he deserves to be like, you know, yeah, I, th I think it's, I think it's like, that's the kind of the rule. If you, to me, I don't do catch and release because they, they die anyway in the water, apparently from like bleeding. Mm. So if, if I, if I kill, like, um, like I'm going to eat you. That's just, I think, I think that's I think the way it, to do that's it. Fair. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because uh, I have a, my father used to have a friend sadly passed away uh, who was a hunter and a fisher. Uh -huh. And, his role was I will only eat the meat, the meat I kill myself. Oh, that's, that's really cool. I think you told that before. Yeah. And mm. uh, I think that's, that's a, a very, um, if you can do cool it, role. it's cool. Yeah. 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 And, and it really, it's really, it's really when you have like, you, you, you kill their fish and you eat it. It's, it's really gratifying. It's really like, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It feels right somehow. Mm -hmm. It feels yeah, much yeah. more right than buying meat at the, the grocery, but of course. I'm not a hunter. I don't think I could hunt. Uh, could you? I I am I am actually really interested in doing that because yeah yeah um, in your hometown though, they do it right you said that in another yeah yeah right? I, I think I could do that up here in Hamburg as well even though okay. I would very likely need a car but I think it's I think um, what I like about it is um, that you you sit in the woods by yourself you sit on like that high chair it's nighttime mm -hmm. there's no other human being unless rapists or murderers out there in the in the forest and and uh i think that's pretty that's pretty cool you you get to be so close to nature and yeah if speaking about you have to kill an animal i know um but i i don't know i i feel like if it's if it's not for the purpose of and i'm not speaking about being a hunter like like uh, donald trump's douchebag sons who just kill trophy hunt animals no, in africa right no, that, i'm no, talking no, that, about that's that's horrible preserving nature you know if you have like too many white boars or so yeah you a certain per percentage needs to be taken care of yep. for the the ecosystem to to thrive then i think it's absolutely legitimate to to kill one uh, one or more of those and uh, and and you know Uh, sell the meat, eat the meat, and you know, do what you what exactly what you said about the fish. You know, yeah. people value the meat. Then I don't, I really don't see the point in not doing that. Yeah, I think it's ethical to hunt or fish if yeah. you're you, you like you're not basically sporting. Of course, if you do it for the sport, it's kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, as long as somebody eats it in the end, then I think it's okay. But yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll try to hunt one day. Who knows? Maybe I will go to Germany to hunt with you. Who knows? <laughs> it's, it's probably more difficult here than it is over there because I don't yeah. think we would be able to to ice fish or anything. You need really need like a proper license and stuff. You can't right. just go out there and you know. Uh, well, I need a license to ice fish too. You know that, right? Sorry, I needed to get a license to ice fish too. Oh, you? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, but it's 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 not a big deal. It's just you can buy it either. And for the can you write season. your name here? 
congratulations you're an ice fisher now <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just there's the, there's the form and that's it now you have to pay a license and mm. like the police can and uh, not police but like the wildlife protector guys can like it, it come and just ask you for your license if you don't have mm. it like uh and like when you leave the place they can they have the right to like ask you to see what you have mm -hmm. they didn't ask us but because he knew we were noobs <laughs> he probably <laughs> thought we catch nothing um but um yeah they have the right to demand to see what you get mm -hmm. you caught so that it's if it's too much like you can get fined for it yeah yeah if i if i manage to go there anytime in the near future who knows when that will be uh, i definitely want to go fishing with you it sounds it sounds if relaxing you, 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 what's fun is we can go either drink summer or winter yeah. <laughs> i'd rather drink summer though because i don't yeah. think I don't think I'd, I'd, I'd stand. If you don't it. like the cold, you not like the day we oh, had Monday. I hate it was, it was, the cold. We, we were very, uh, especially during the early moments of the day, we were extremely cold. Mm. Um, like it, this weekend we have, I, I, I tell you, the weather forecast for this weekend is it's going to be, it should be around five degrees negative of Celsius. Wow, okay. So it, you guys use Fahrenheit, right? No, degrees in Canada. Oh, degrees. all right. So is that for you cold or is that like normal winter? Most days are around that here. Yeah. So for it's, us, it's, it's, it's a normal day. And for us, this is really, this is like, wow. If, if we go outside for like 10 minutes, we, we probably die. We freeze to death. Well, it's like, it depends where obviously like here, uh, where I live, it's, it's not as cold as where I'm from. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd say in Quebec City, a minus 15 day is not that special. It's very common. <sighs> Here, I would say minus 15 is getting cold. You're getting in a colder day. Um, when I told people we went ice fishing on last Monday, they were like, you guys are insane. It was one of the coldest days of the year, and it was really cold. Um, yeah, I think you would have cried, honestly. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was minus 25 or something. Like it, it was, uh, imagine trying to start a fire with your bare hand. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was fun, though. I would, I would, uh, I would shoot a moose and <laughs> cut it open and stay in there until just the hide inside the is over. <laughs> Did I tell you about the the drink that uh, that is a tradition to drink during winter here that I've never had? It's oh. called caribou. Okay, I think it's elk. I think it means elk, um, uh -huh. and it's a drink my ancestor apparently used to drink when they were hunting, and it's yeah. it was a mix of blood, animal blood, and uh, wine. And uh, they would they would take the, the the fresh blood of the animal they killed because it was warm with wine just to warm themselves up. I don't know if it's a myth or is true, but yeah. Ew! Dude! What the fuck? That's my reaction to that. That's yeah, that's that. It's, it's, it is gross. It is gross. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, so uh, I was I always I have my blood ready for you. So when you visit me, <laughs> we'll have a caribou together. But but um, since you are you are like me, uh, someone who is willing to try and open-minded to try almost everything right yeah. food wise isn't that something that's must be it must take a high spot on your bucket list if it really i, I, I try honestly i try it yeah yeah i try it absolutely I, I if, so. if, 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 if if somebody would like offer me like this is the real deal like i, I would take it yeah yeah all right um <laughs> <laughs> no, no more question I, i think we should we should stop being gross for yeah. a moment we're yeah. losing probably half of the listeners already um and i want to introduce something that i want to start doing um for the the upcoming weeks okay um so you always have like a concept when it comes to the songs you pick like it seems like you have something to tell you pick mm -hmm. songs from your your hometown or your area whatever and um i thought Well, maybe I should uh, use this new year to introduce uh, German music history to yeah. uh, 
to the, the listeners. And that's what I'm going to start doing with this week. So I'm this, so down for that. I'm going to talk about, um, I'm going to pick three songs that are representable um, for the 50s. So I'm going to do a decade wow. every episode. I don't so know this, if any, any Quebec song from the 50s. How, <laughs> I don't know if I can even do that. Well, um, in Germany, it's. Uh, Let me look I, it up. I, I, even, wrote, I wrote, even wrote wrote down some stuff, so I, I made I made some work for this episode today. Um, so um, the fifties in Germany were especially interesting because it was the time right after the Second World War. The rebuild. Um, the rebuild, and um, you know, it it was the end of you know that all that Nazi music, Marsh music, and those strict rules and uh, Germany started to start to be open. We had French people here. We had um, the mm. Americans, the Russians in the East. We had uh, the British. So um, obviously uh, Western music had a big influence here. And, um, and the thing is that especially the older generations, they didn't read, they were lacking um, dance and amusement because these were just things that you don't really have in the war. Um, especially if it's a war made by the Nazis who have like no sense of fun. And, um, and so what historians say that the fifties actually uh, represent the largest change in music in Germany uh, for the style of music. Okay. It's not the seventies with my favorite Kraut Rock. Uh, no, Kraut Rock is later though. It's in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. It's 70s, early, yeah. Late sixties or the seventies. Yeah. No, no, that because because uh, the, before that they were really strict with all that Nazi shit and you know the yeah. classical music and whatsoever, mm-hmm. and now they start to be open and you know act freely. And uh, the first song I'm gonna put on the list is by a female singer. Um, her name is uh, Cornelia uh, Frobus, and uh, the song um, is from in the age uh, 1951. Um, it's called uh, "Pack die Badehose ein," which means "Pack your bathing shorts." Um, Cornelia was born in 1943, meaning um, that she was only uh, eight years old when the song came out. So it's a kid singing the song, um, but it made her a child star immediately and a teenage idol the years after. Um, uh, it, uh, it's a song about uh, going to the lake in uh, the Wannsee, which is a lake in, in Berlin. Um, it's about, you know, youth and the light summer. It's really, it's a, a very easy song to listen to. Uh, gives you a good mood. And I, th- I would say every German knows that song until this very day. So my pick for the day, Cornelia Frobus, Pack die Badehose ein. Philipp, what's your song? There's a 100% chance I'm listening to this. Uh, I'm trying to find some 50s song here. I might have something for you. I'm going to listen to this version here. Uh, it's, not, it's a modern version. I'm trying to find, there's a song from the 50s I know I think you should listen to. I'm trying to find okay. if it's available on Spotify. Um, I think I got it. I got it. Wow. Nice. Okay, it's on Spotify. <laughs> uh, so it's from the 50s too. <laughs> Quebec uh-huh. song. Um, I'm, I'm really, I'm going really like, um, it's one of the few ones I know apparently. Uh, from a she's she she was got more famous. Mm-hmm. Um, she's called Dominique Michel. She got more famous as a stand-up comic, but okay. in early in her career she was a singer. And it's a song about the Montreal lifestyle, and I think that's why I think it's a cool song to share with nice. you. It's because uh, Montreal is a city where there's people all have their little patio thing coming out of their apartment, yeah, yeah. and there's like stairs coming out outside. The stairs uh-huh. are outside. It's a well, like in typical, New York. I guess, yeah. yeah. And it's like there's some there's some areas of Montreal that are like very they look very 
Montréal-esque. Mm -hmm. And it's a song about how in the these times during the summer, everybody would spend their night on their little patio. Oh, yeah. And so somebody talking about like, um, like people are drinking wine, people are like, talking to the neighbors, uh, this couple's flirting over there, that kind of stuff. So the song is called Sul Perron, and it's like a, it's a slangish way to say on the patio. Nice. All right. Uh, hear you guys in a moment. Oh shit, bro, he's joking. <laughs> you alright, Raj? Yeah. Gets to where he can't breathe, doesn't it? But yeah, his ear gets cut off. <laughs> Does it really? Is, it, is that how it happens? It feels like you can't breathe? <laughs> <laughs> Make me want to cough. <laughs> Get it out. Get hard. Oh. Oh. Let's Got it. Yeah. You all right, bro? Yeah. That happens quite a bit. Because uh -huh. of my father's teeth. <laughs> Take them fuckers out. Take them uh, out. No, that's okay. Put them in your pocket if they're causing you to choke. They gagging you? No, sometimes they do. Take them bastards out if they're gagging you. Get that damn Pepsi come up on your shirt. Yeah. Spit up, didn't I? <laughs> A little bit. Poutine Bratwurst. Hello and welcome back to Poutine Bratwurst. I know it's kind of weird that you hear me at the beginning of the um, second take. Yeah. But Philip is still searching for the song to put on the list. So I cannot find it. On, I found it on my computer, but now it's time to find it on my phone to edit the playlist. That, that, that reminds me, you should follow our playlist on Spotify. It's called Putin Bradverse. Don't miss out. Yes, you should. Um, while Philip is still searching, I have. So I want to bring back an, uh, an old segment that we used to do a, f a few times and then we kind of lost track of it. But um, I kind of found a topic that I would like to talk about. So Today, you're going to hear me have random information on Titizee. Random information. So, Titizee. Um, last weekend, I was watching race sledding with my girlfriend. Well, she was watching it and I, I had to watch it too. I, I really don't like winter so sports. What, what was it? Uh, race sledding, you know, when they oh, wow. go down the... Thing. Why anyway, would you? She's into that. Yeah, yeah, she's all all into winter sports. Anyways, they mentioned a lake where this is close to in West Germany, and the lake was called Titisee. And um, even if you don't speak German, um, you know that Titi See, See meaning lake, and Titi meaning not really anything, but Titi. Obviously, it's not a German word, but we have the word Titten for tits. So. It gets the same connotations of that it does in English. So I was curious what that, why that weird name for a lake. Um, and it's a lake uh, close to the Black Forest. It's quite pretty, actually. And um, I looked it up and I found different uh, theories because there is no clear one for the origin of that strange name. And uh, I wanted to share that with you guys and with you, Philippe, because I think it's really interesting. Um, so first of all, um, one of those are in the Alemannic dialect, the word titi um, means little kid. 
And uh, people back then thought that um, the, the, the Titty Lake was the lake where little babies came from. Uh, so um, actually um, kids, babies be coming out of uh, deep lakes was a common theory back in those in Central Europe in those times. But there was one reason they thought, well, maybe that's the name. Another theory, um, the Roman Emperor Titus um, camped uh, on the lake and he loved it so much that he named it after himself. Another um, uh, interesting theory is there was a guy called Titini and he was seen roaming around and hunting by himself next to the lake in the 12th century. And people found him scary and that's why they said, well, that's that Titi lake. Now, that's not everything. There's also some myths surrounding um, the lake. So um, the first one is um, that um, the lake is actually so deep that if you try to measure it, um, you will hear a voice in uh, underwater that says, if you measure me, I will drown you. And that's why <laughs> people never actually got to, to measure that lake. Wow. Then um, uh, Lake Titi is... Um, uh, next myth, Lake Titi is located where once a city has been. Um, that city, however, has been drowned as a punishment for its citizens. Who Trying to measure it? Uh, no, because <laughs> the citizens of that city committed bread crimes. Do you know what bread crimes are? A bread? Bread, like the bread you eat. Wow, bread no, crimes. I don't know. Bread crimes are um, when you hollow hollow out a bread, you, you remove the inside of a, of mm -hmm. a loaf of bread mm -hmm. and you wear the rest as shoes. And that's apparently what, what? what these idiots did in that village. And these were called <laughs> bread crimes and therefore they were supposed to drown. And then the wow. last myth of that lake, um, there's a white rope of an old lady, which um, they say because there are always clouds above the lake. Um, that stops Lake Titi from leaking out, like you know, like a breast, and um, and drowning the um, and drowning the whole valley that uh, that is surrounded. However, um, each year one thread of that rope is being uh, is is rotting, and so one day the whole lake will eventually break out and drown everything in the surrounding. Well, that was my random information on Lake Titty. Random information. Yeah. All right. Just wanted to, to random. All right. Yeah. It's really random, but it, isn't that weird? How 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 do you get a name like that for a lake and then have if, no clear meaning behind if it? If there's so much, so many meanings, like why why like if there's so many theories and everything, why do people still call it this way? Like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could have been so many names. I think it could have been like, like whatever. I think <laughs> they, they also use it for marketing reasons. Like there's a uh, there's a, a Roman style cruise ship that's always uh, on that lake. Okay. And yeah, yeah. Right, they say, oh, that's because of the Roman emperor Titus. <laughs> but um, there's really no, they don't know for sure why they why it is called like that. So do you mean Roman as like Roman or Roman as like, like Holy Roman Empire? Ancient Rome. Oh, wow. You went all the way there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They went. They went up to Cologne in Germany, and they. Wow. Were, I mean, they even went to to England and stuff. Oh, you, that's interesting. Did Did you guys learn about the Roman Empire and stuff? Did you learn to have that in in history class? We so in high school we have um, in first second year high school, which is when you're like 
12, 13, I guess, mm-hmm. we have like the Western history. Yeah. So we learn about the Greeks and uh, we learn about the French Revolution, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's mostly North American history. Wow. So, no, uh, I didn't know that they went all the way that far. I feel really dumb right now. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, uh, so telling, basic knowledge here. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like sharing uh, very sadly that I know not much about oh. Roman history right now. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, I know I, they went to France because it's like something, there's a big, there's a very famous comic, like mm-hmm. uh, comic book called Asterix. I don't know if you heard about yeah, it. Asterix, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously it's, it's the Romans and the, the, the French, right? Yeah. The, the, the Gaulois, I don't know what to call it in English, yeah. uh, Gaul people, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's that I knew. I knew about France, uh, but I didn't know they went all the way to to, uh, to Western uh, Germany. Wow, they uh, it's that's that's really like in general that I think that's so interesting. I because I, as far as I remember, we had like two years in history only talking about every shit the Romans did, which is really a lot. And I we spent maybe two weeks on that. <laughs> but isn't that isn't that that's so interesting that you have different countries yeah. and I mean if you compare it i know i in in school i didn't learn anything about japanese culture development right. for instance me, right yeah. western you, eastern eastern history we learned nothing so there's there's okay. like you know, where depending on where you grew up you have a, a big hole uh, uh, and lack of knowledge of yeah. what happened in other areas of the world like i remember when mm-hmm. i when i did my exchange semester in new zealand and mm-hmm. i met some uh, some people from india some students yeah once one indian guy was asking me he said to me um why are we having dinner so hitler is like a king in germany right you guys love him and i said (laughs) (laughs) and there wasn't there was an an american girl on the the table and she and she also looked at him she's like uh-uh that's not right and i said, and he said, he said yes you know he was really convinced about that he said yeah we learned that in school he's like a king for the germans right you worship the guy and i said no we fucking hate him <laughs> he completely ruined europe he's like one of the worst people if not the worst he's, person he's, who has ever he's, lived he's, he's like the greatest shame of germany not yeah, the greatest pride yeah, like what is yeah, this yeah. And, who thinks that and the funny thing is he was so convinced that i was being wrong that he's like to me yeah no i think he really is like a king oh yeah uh, no no he's a fucking dictator he killed so many people he destroyed the country you know so that's that so interesting you know you have like this yeah. uh, then there i think there should be a debate about what what kind of because uh, you cannot learn history of everywhere like you cannot study every history for everywhere in, in your classes. Like the cl- the no. history class would be too thin. You need to learn your own your own culture's history first. It's I think it makes sense. Yeah, but then again, you know, is okay. Let's let's speak about the uh, let's let's say North America. Yeah. Let's say you guys started. I know you do you don't do that, but let's say you guys only started when North America was discovered by by the European countries. You That's would, not how you, our, our, there would be so you guys that you guys uh, you know <clears throat> didn't learn you know everything that happened yeah. before that you you wouldn't know and that's a huge mm. stack of knowledge yeah absolutely now we, we that's why we have the history of the west first mm-hmm. so you know that yeah as i said the greek the roman empire then uh, i don't i don't remember what we studied back then the egyptian also we studied the egyptian mm. it's not really the west but whatever um but then uh, secondary year three and four, you study history of Quebec slash Canada slash North America, but it's mostly Canada. Yeah. 
Um, so we start, usually it's divided into three. It's the natives. So before we arrived, so mm -hmm. that's like a third. Then it's like um, the French era, that's a third. And then there's a the British era, that's the fourth, uh, the third. And we barely talk about modern history, which I think is a great shame. I yeah. think we should spend more time on modern oh, history because yeah. um, like I remember uh, in both years, the teacher would be like, oh, you know, we, we should spend more time on, on the, the 20th century Quebec history, but we don't have time. So mm. we're going to sub there. And it's like, wow, so much things happened uh, everywhere in the world, including here during that time. It's, it's pretty um, yeah. offensive to me, <clears throat> but um yeah, no, it's, I, I wish we studied more European history. I know in last year of high school, you could either take science or um, human science, like uh, human science, whatever. And I took science. So I had like chemistry and, and, and uh, physics, but people that took uh, human science, they had a European history class mm -hmm. that I remember, but I didn't have that. So, no. but there's a great podcast on uh, the, the, the French uh, CBC. Uh, so the equivalent of the BBC, but for Canada. That is all about history. It's like I think I told you about it. Maybe it's like twenty minutes episodes of just anything history. Mm -hmm. I learned so much through this. Wow. Like it's the best thing ever for learning. I learned I learned about Indian history. I didn't know anything about Indian history, but they went through their leaders. Most of the big like uh, leaders they had. It's so interesting. Oh, it's cool. really really cool. Yeah. Is it is it in English or in French? It's in French. It's in French. Ah, that's too bad. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But I, I'm you, I'm but... sure there must be one in English as well. Probably, but it's it's just so well done. It's always the same guest who has a really suiting mm -hmm. voice, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and, he, and, and he has a guest that is a specialized on that topic. So each week, uh -huh. they actually, it's a daily show. They have a different expert. Oh. And it's, they're always like, even for like, they had an episode of Monopoly. So like the nice. history of Monopoly. And like, who would talk about this? Oh, here, this guy is an expert in the history of board games. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's cool. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, speaking of history, um, I want to put another song. This is the 50s week uh, for me. German 50s music <laughs> for you apparently as well. Um, I'm gonna pick a song by um, Leandro uh, Leo Leandros, and the song is called Come Prima. It sounds like that. Um, he's a Greek German pop singer, and um, here in this song you can really hear this exotic, uh, exotic at that time type of holiday theme music. So again, we're we're happy, we're having a good time, and. Um, Uh, and it, it it shows something that the Germans love, which is to mix like English, uh, like like Italian or Spanish or even French um, words into a German song, and that that already makes the song song sound so much like vacation because just the Germans love Italy. Um, I can't blame so them. It's a nice it's, but it's also it's also very similar to like American songs of that time. Um, yeah, so Leo Leandros. Come prima, and oh, it's from 1958. Sorry, I, cool. you wanted to say something. I, I, I kind of no. crashed over. <clears throat> no, 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 that's uh, that's cool. I'll, I'll also listen to this. Um, my my song for the this part is uh, I think the most influential 50s singer in Quebec because he's known as the father of mm -hmm. Quebec music. Wow. Um, he's the first Quebec musician, as far as I know, who went to France, and he was really famous there too. So it was a big deal. Um, And this is probably one of his most uh, famous songs. It's called Moi Mes Souliers. It's a song about, it's my me, like my shoes, basically. Mm -hmm. It's a song about traveling. Yeah. It's a, he says like, uh, my shoes, I've traveled a lot. They took me there and there, whatever. And his name is Felix Leclerc. 
So right. um, yeah, he has a very unique style that was very popular in France and influenced many French singers too, including Georges Brassens. I don't know if you know him. Nope. But Georges Brassens was a big fan of Felix Leclerc. So yeah, that's it. Cool. All right. Hear you guys in a moment. The enormity of, of their flat brain, the enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. You have to do yourself a favor when you're out in the countryside and you see chicken. Try to look a chicken in the eye with great intensity. And the intensity of stupidity that is looking back at you is just amazing. By the way, uh, it's very easy to hypnotize a chicken. They are very prone to hypnosis. Welcome to your third take of today's Putin Vradvas. Not used Hello. to say third. Not used to say third, but um, it's good to change the you know yeah, change the habits. We're mixing up. things up. We're going crazy here. It's, it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a soundboard for insanity? <laughs> no, a soundboard for insanity. Yeah, something uh, madhouse or something. It's uh, a madhouse. Oh, I, I don't have that. I, I think you can't really put songs on there because otherwise Spotify will block you. But I have something. Yeah. I have something we haven't played this week that you love. Mm. Cover all nine thousand taste buds. All of them. Aerate it. Warm it up. Oh, I wish you could. Grabbing up. <laughs> yeah, that cringe. That cream. Pure vanilla. Sweeteners. Uh, mm. That's a ten. That's a 10, man. That's a 10. I can hear the 10. I can hear the 10. <laughs> yeah, I, I, today on, the, on this take, I wanted to talk to you about something I've been uh, reading for a while. And I, I was wondering if, if we, maybe we've talked about it already. If that's the case, then mm-hmm. let's move on, I guess. But uh, um, I finished a book uh, last week. And right. it's the 11th book in a series that I've been reading since 2017 called The Wheel of Time. Have I told you about this? Uh, I think you have not. Or okay. Have you, I think, no, actually, I think you have mentioned it before, but I don't think it was in the podcast. I think you told me that like years ago. Yeah, I've been, I was reading it when I, I probably had the book with me when I went to Germany, really. Yeah, I was yeah. reading the fifth or the sixth back then, I think. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I finished the 11th last week. Is that the last one of it? There's 14. Oh. They're all between 800 and 1,000 pages Oh, each. God. Yeah. Blue whales. Uh, they call them blue whales, apparently. Blue whales? Yeah. Like um, big books like if that? You're, if you're an author and you're like, at least that's what the German word is for that, that um, if you're an author and you write uh, that once in your life, you want to have like a blue whale, which is like one of these huge books like 800 yeah. to a thousand or more pages so that's what i come sorry to so interrupt it's, you it's 14 blue whales yeah. plus a prequel wow. and uh, yeah yeah so the, the interesting thing is and that's the that's what i want to talk about in the podcast here is that the guy robert jordan the guy who wrote, wrote mm-hmm. the book uh, the book series the wheel of time passed away before he finished oh so he okay. passed away the 11th book was the last one he actually wrote mm-hmm um so that was very like special to me like i've read like the 11 first you know so it's like uh, he passed away so but the thing what happened is that he knew he was gonna die Mm -hmm. so that's what i wanted to share with you basically what he did when he learned that he was gonna die was that he spent his last moments taking notes Mm -hmm. 
uh-huh. and taking vocal and written notes. Apparently, hundreds of pages of just notes and ideas and graphics. And and he wrote he wrote the last chapter for the last book, and he did all of that and passed away very early, like very fast. So they had two choice, obviously. They either, you know, that's it. That's the book ends there, you know, by respect, whatever. But his editor, which was also his wife, um, decided to offer the job to somebody to finish it. Mm -hmm. So an author called Brandon Sanderson, which is a very famous fantasy writer, um, received a call, apparently. Can you imagine this? You're a fan. He was a fan of the series. And the widow of the author calls you. She's like, do wow. you want to finish this? And apparently they didn't know each other at all. They had mm-hmm. no relationship, prior relationship at all. She just liked what he did because he was w- writing for the same um, book editor, I guess. Uh, same company, Tor, Tor Books. Anyway, mm-hmm. and he accepted. And there's really great interviews about this uh, on YouTube. And I really suggest if, if, if you're curious, just look it up or um, how like you receive like a pile of notes. And he's just like, this is my... This is like this is a, the commission I've given, and and it, it was a forward in the book because I started the twelfth already. I mean, I'm, I'm eating it. I'm two hundred pages in already. It's so good, and um, he says like how the, these are not my words; these are the words of Robert Jordan, whatever. And it's it's such an homage, and it's I thought it was a very touching experience, but it's also like a very peculiar thing, right? This guy finishing a book series for somebody yeah. else. Yeah. And I wanted to use that as a segue to tell you about. Brenner Sanderson as a person. So Brenner Sanderson is an author, a fantasy author, as I said, but there's something I wanted to share with you. And I really think you'd be interested in this. He gives a university class on uh, writing for fantasy and sci-fi, but it's mostly a a class about writing and being inspired and being disciplined and working Mm -hmm. in that field. And I highly suggest that you look it up uh, on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's okay. free. Mm-hmm. There's two versions. There's the older version. That's the one I watched. There's a newer version. You give that class again and record it again. And he talks about just his methodology of writing and how apparently he asked like this, the, the students to write, I don't remember, let's say five pages yeah. for each class or 10 maybe. And they have to, and that's 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 his basically his philosophy. It's something I admire so much from him as somebody who's trying to write myself. It's like you have to, you cannot wait for inspiration to come. That's something, that's my issue often. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like it right now. And it ends up, I never feel like it, right? So I never feel like writing. There's always a good reason not to write, right? Mm. So it's like, just sit down, tell yourself I'm writing eight pages today. Whatever, I just do it. And then tomorrow, read these eight pages and maybe you'll delete seven. Maybe you'll delete seven, but that one you kept, that's good, you know? keep that and build upon that maybe the, tomorrow you'll keep three instead of seven you know three instead of one and that's how you make it happen and he's really like positive about how like it's possible to write for a job you just need to be disciplined yeah and and really thought out your uh, and he really believes in for example it's fantasy like magic system it's like if you have a solid believable well-organized magic system people will be into your books it's, it's just a thing um, and it, it, it's just it's just like hard work pays off and it's just something that like I have a hard time with because I don't work hard <laughs> and I should and and and, it, and it's just like it, it, to me it's really inspiring to to watch this guy talk I never I never it's the first book I read from him yeah um but I, I already bought like one of his series uh, to read after 
and uh, my brother is is really into what he does i have another friend who's really into what he does so um i just wanted to share with you this class thing i thought maybe it could be something you'd be interested in sure um, yeah because because as as just remember the idea of this podcast at the beginning was just simon and me would just talk to each other sometimes and we thought we could record it that's the kind of thing i would tell you yeah. <laughs> if you were just having a yeah, yeah. call basically you should look that up i think it would be good for you especially if you want to write and just it can be applied to fantasy writing yes but it can be applied to writing and i think it would be applied to just creating mm-hmm. period um of course some of these classes are about like magic systems for example yeah. maybe you don't need to watch that one but i think if only the first video which is like an hour long the, the introduction to this class that's really cool it's really interesting i love the guy he's, he's S- send me the link great. after after the, the podcast yeah absolutely um I'm, i'm curious um about the the book in general like a story that's that long like can you give yeah. us a, a a brief breakdown of what it is about so because i might be even interesting to interested well, in reading it you might be aware of what it is soon because there's an amazon series coming out this year on oh. the wheel of time uh-huh. uh will, it, it, there's no official date but rumors says it's going to come out yeah. this year um really excited really excited to watch this mm-hmm. uh it's going to be about book one and two apparently mm-hmm. um so basically the wheel of time it's 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 in a world um where only women do magic because a long long time ago and it's really unclear in the beginning uh it, it's like a it's like renaissance era kind of thing it's like late medieval age so they start to have technology a bit more advanced but not yet that's the setting and so what happened a long long time ago is that men and women used to do magic but something happened to the the source of so the, the magic is, is a male and a, side, and a female side Yeah. And the male side has been tainted by uh, a kind of evil force like Sauron, I guess. Mm-hmm. And now men that do magic, they go crazy. They become crazy. They kill people, whatever. So basically, they're getting um, exterminated. If a man can do magic, the woman magician will find him and like remove this magic from him or literally kill him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's because he's a danger to the world, whatever. And the story is basically the story of, uh, of one of these women magicians. She's called Mo- Moraine. She's my favorite character of the book. She finds, she goes to a really small village where she thinks one man, in, one boy in that town will be um, like the hero that will basically fight the evil force at the yeah. end of time. So it's called Wheel of Time because the, it's like it, it believes in cyclical time. Like this era probably happened 10,000 years ago. But we forgot about it. And, and But like at some point, the wheel will stop turning. And there's going to be the great battle between like the dark one and the one they call the dragon. It's a guy. Mm-hmm. And it's a guy that does magic. It has to be a magician. Wow. Okay. Uh, so she fought, she goes to the village to, to find these three boys. And one of them could be the dragon reborn, as they call him. And this the series will be the first book. And that's basically them traveling towards the magician city. But a lot of things happen after that. Like it's you, you cannot even understand the scale of this. And why it's so big and why it's so good is the world building is so good. Like every country has its own culture. The the women, the way they dress, the men, the way they trim their beard, the way they shave their head or not, the what the cities are like, everything is described. It's, it's everything. You know everything about these cultures. It's really interesting. And this one looks like India a bit. This one looks like France. This one more like England. You can kind of guess that they are inspired by certain cultures. But it's not it's not uh, obvious. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you like world building, just like a fe- like a f- 
fiction world that is just really well built and believable. This is you cannot get any better than this. My, I think my my interest for fantasy books hasn't really gone far beyond uh, Harry Potter, to be yeah. honest. Um, I Never used read to, Harry Potter. I, re, I used to like them a lot when I was a kid, and I I yeah. I really I ate these Harry Potter books. I tried to read the Lord of the Rings uh, when I was like twelve or thirteen. Apparently, it's a slog. I really couldn't handle the the way it's written because it's like a very old language. Yeah, and it's 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 not I, like World Time is not like that. that. I was it, and it, it, no, it's not like it's way more modern. It was I, written in the nineties. Oh yeah. Well, anyways, I I I I want to. I always I always admire if you have like when you have like a, a series that's that long and it's actually good. Also, yeah. Game of Thrones is like a, a book series that I, I'd be interested in reading. But then again, there is yeah. so like my, my my book list on Amazon is growing by the week, and yeah. so uh, starting a series that's that long, it's commitment, a, a commitment that's that keeps me from reading so many other good books. That's why I always yeah. hesitant about that. But yeah, I can totally I, see I get that it. that's a cool thing to do. <laughs> I, I wish I had more time to read actually. You know what? You know what I do? A chapter before bed every night. That's it. Yeah, yeah, but that even even by that speed, you're not you're not gonna be able to. You know, say say I want to read all of these fourteen books, right? Yeah. It takes me even if the, with the speed of one chapter, I know how I don't know how long they are, but I don't think they're like three hundred pages. No, no, no. So you read a chapter by that means you read like a one book a year or half a year. No. Then. No, it usually takes me a month and a half to read a book. A month? All right, all right, okay. So. Maybe two. The thing is, I I don't always read. Uh, yeah. There's moments in these four last years that I just stopped reading because some books in the middle, book like nine and ten, are not as interesting. There, there's mm. too many plot lines that evolve too slowly. Yeah. Uh, because there's like a billion characters at this point, and they all have like different goals, and this becomes super confusing. And at the end of eleven, they all. And now where I am, it's really streamlined again. So um, so around the book 8, 9, 10, I was reading a bit slower because I was not as interested. It took me for a long time to read these three books. But other than these three, it's 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 uh, it took me a lot, not so much time. I was when I was living in Toronto, I was I used to read while I was walking to school. I was walking with my book like oh, this that's to, dangerous. towards school. That's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. People always tell me. People from my class were like, "I saw you cross the street with a book in your head. Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> I'm like, "It's too good. I can't help it." <laughs> yeah. That 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 is something that it uh, will never happen. Not today. Not tomorrow. Not ever. Not ever. I'm staying safe. Thank you. <laughs> not ever. Not ever. <laughs> <laughs> what a charismatic guy. Oh yeah, gotta love him. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we're at the end of this episode. Do you have any more, anything more to say? On uh, otherwise, I would go ahead with my last song from the fifties. Well, I, I think that's that. Really, um, I, I still recommend uh, reading this book series. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know I recommend it to so many people, and I know none, maybe none will read it. And that's okay. Um, and I know I'm annoying with it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not. That's fine. I just it's it's. But I don't know for you, but for me, when I, I learned about this book series, that's like 4.4 million words. I was like, I feel like reading the only select people, like not a lot of people re read this. I feel these these people, they're in a club like they know that story. You know, they they're know the, the whole thing. Yeah, they're in the they're in the, um, um, the secret club. No, yeah. no women allowed in here. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but um, 
So I was like, I want I want to know what they're so into. Like, why would they read 14 books? I was just so curious. I couldn't help it. I was like, I want to know why they read this. Like, why did they spend yeah. so much time reading this? I don't know. I, I, I never really trust nerd culture in any but, way. I always think it's, it's too hyped up. Tell me you will watch the show at least. I will. Yeah, send it to me. I'll watch it. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be on Amazon Prime. So... Oh, the, the, the TV series. Oh, I don't know yeah. if I'm going to watch that. <laughs> I don't know. If it's good, I'm going to watch it. If it's not good, I'm not going to watch it. Uh, because you can't really ruin a good book with a shitty series. I mean, they might they might screw it up. I'm afraid they're going to screw it up. But... If, 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 it, if it's like uh, with Game of Thrones uh, and they say it's awesome, then I will definitely watch it. Okay. I mean, I haven't watched Game of Thrones, but that's for different reasons. And I kind of regret not having started it, but I, and I haven't watched it yet. And my, maybe I, I never will. But no, I don't think it's worth it now that we know. Yeah, that's what that's sucks. why that's what everyone says because the ending sucked so bad. But yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm, if if it if it is worth watching, and I'm sure you will be able to tell me, then I'm gonna watch it. Oh, I will watch it, hundred uh, percent. I'm I'm worried, but I'm gonna watch it anyway. <laughs> All right. So my song, uh, the last song for this week is. Um, by the most famous and most successful German singer in the 50s and 60s. He sold over 60 million records, which is really remarkable in that time. He's actually originated from Austria, but he moved to Hamburg, to my city, mm. because he just liked it more than Vienna, which is a statement for Hamburg. Because Love Vienna Hamburg. is very it's one of my favorite cities in the world. Never went it's to Vienna, though. Yeah, Vienna is beautiful as well. So I, I've been there once when I was younger, and I can't wait to go there again. Um, his name is Freddie Quinn, and okay. um, the song is called Heimweh, dort wo die Blumen blühen, um, which means homesickness, where the flowers are blooming. Um, it's from 1956, and he sings, well, about homesickness and how pretty his home is. I don't, I think he's speaking of Vienna and not of uh, Hamburg there, but I guess you can pretty much sum it up to every place that you like that where, where flowers are blooming. Anyways, that's it from my side. I give the last words to my friend, Philip and wish yeah. you all a good two weeks. Stay safe. Yeah. So uh, I don't, I, these are the two songs for the fifties I had like quickly in mind. Now I'm looking at lists and I don't know anything else, but I saw a name like, is he even on? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay, some dumb, dumb music, okay? Uh, but it's 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 um, old 50s music that I think is not very good. But that's the only name on the list I recognize, the guy from Montreal. It's really shitty music. Um, the, thing, the song is called Flush, 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 Prut, Prut. <laughs> oh, that sounds I, like I, anger. I, I don't even know that song, but I know the guy. I know he's, like, he's, he's known to be like very old school and like, not great but whatever i'll just put it on the playlist <laughs> nice. nice do it and uh to finish obviously i want to remind people that they could write to us uh, we would love to hear from you guys um the best way to do that was well, to write to us at putinbradverse at gmail.com so that's the name of the podcast putinbradverse at gmail.com you can also send us a voice message through the anchor app if you are uh listening to us on anchor or or you can send your voice messages at anchor.fm slash and i want to thank my buddy simon as usually and good to talk to you and uh, please all of you out there stay strong pandemic still sucks but um 
try to see the positive and take care of your mental health, okay?